Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, thanks for taking time to, to listen and to um, help us kind of connect Sundays together. Um, we're here, of course, me and Brent are here, but we're also sharing uh, this table with uh, the McCreary. So y'all, thank you so much for being here. Bruce and Sherry, thank you for taking some time to share with us. Sure. Sure thing. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, on this podcast, we've kind of said this before, but part of the joy that we get to, to have in doing this is... Um, getting to know church members, getting to know folks that are that are here, and you know it's it's easy to walk into a room and there'll be a few hundred people, and it's hard to kind of get to know everyone. And so this is a way that, at least for for some, we're getting them you know their story out there for people to hear, and um, and uh, we get to to kind of know them on a more personal level. And so it's a blessing to to have y'all be a part of that. So. Thanks again. You bet. Yeah. Happy to be here. Well, good. Uh, we'll see if we can keep it that way. Uh, we, uh, yeah, so uh, really grateful uh, for that. We want to just take a moment to kind of um, brag on the Lord for how he's been faithful in your life. And um, and so um, we'd love to just kind of start with how you came to know Christ, what your kind of church history has been like, and um, kind of what brought you, ended up bringing you here. So Bruce, we'll just start with you. How did you grow up? How did you come to know Christ? I grew up in a in a uh, Christian home, and uh, you know, going to church every Sunday and Sunday school and uh, youth group and uh, you know, youth camp, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, like a lot of people, you uh, kind of uh, veer in and out, and uh, you know, didn't didn't really stay too close to the word in uh, college and, you know, early life, early adult life and, and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, always uh, understood and believed. Uh, so it's been a good journey and uh, very, 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 very blessed. Mm. Way more than I deserve. Mm-hmm. So when did you, so you, uh, I'll ask more about how y'all came together, uh, but you grew up going to church. Uh, can you tell us about when you came to Grace Bible Church? What were some of the distinctions, or when did kind of the gospel understanding grace? When did that more crystallize for you? Uh, we came to. We were going to an, another church here in Nacogdoches, and uh, you know, just didn't feel connected. Uh, didn't feel like that we were, you know, getting what we really wanted. And we had some uh, friends here at Grace, and uh, so we visited a few times. And uh, it's funny, we were sitting in church uh, one Sunday morning, and uh, Bailey Reynolds leaned up behind me and and uh, and said, "Welcome to Grace. They'll all be here eventually." Um, <laughs> and he had been at the same church we had been at, and uh, so. You know, it's it's we just fell in love with it. It just it just worked. It was a good community, uh, a lot of good people. Uh, it was comfortable, and you know, you had the feeling that people actually cared for you and and wanted to be with you, and and uh, so uh, it was real good. You know, our son was connected here in youth group, and uh, did Awanas here, and and uh, then real real strong. Uh, youth group, so it's just been our church home for a long time. Yeah. So, what year would have this been? What year did y'all end up getting connected at Grace? Eighty. Um, 
1983, maybe? No, 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 no. Oh, no, it would have been no, about 87. Tyler was about fifth grade, sixth grade. No, 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 maybe fourth grade, fifth yeah. grade. Yeah. We really, Tyler played soccer with um, several boys from here, and, his, and it really was at an indoor soccer game. He also he played with Ben Wright. <laughs> and we just kept having conversations with Bud at soccer games. And he told us about Grace. We, he knew we were unhappy where we were. And we were really unhappy for Tyler. We wanted to make sure he was happy in church mm -hmm. and he was getting fed what he needed to be fed mm -hmm. outside of us. And so... It was really funny because it's almost like leaving your church. It's like, I don't know, it was hard. Yeah. But we were so happy from probably the first visit here. Hmm. So I'd be curious. So this is the 80s. Um, I was alive at that time. Just barely. For the record. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. Uh, 85, the year the Royals won the World Series. So just a great year, uh, for, okay. a great year for me. Yeah. Uh, being born and also celebrating that. Uh, but I would ask, what if you can remember, what were some of the traits that you saw then in the 80s that you see now? Because we haven't told people, but you all, you've retired. Yeah. And God has brought you back to Nacogdoches and to Grace yes. Bible Church here. So uh what are some themes maybe that you see that were the same that marked grace then in the eighties that you see as a carryover today, a generation later? Wow. Sermons directly from the Bible. Yeah. Uh, from scripture, <clears throat> um, close community, um, and you know, people caring about each other, you know, doing life together. Um, you know, it's. I think it's. I look at Grace as a church of servers, um, hmm. and community. But I'm with Bruce. The I think the biggest thing that drew us here was straight sermons from the Bible hmm. and the Word, just preaching God's Word. Praise God! Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great legacy. So, Sherry, how did you end up? I'll, I'll ask you how you came to know the Lord, and then also I'll ask how did you all end up meeting each other. <laughs> Well, I kind of have the same story as Bruce. We came from two different church backgrounds, um, but I don't ever, I, I don't ever remember ne not being in church. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents were always very involved. Um, we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I was super involved in youth. Bible bowls, you know, always tell our bad the Bible bowl queen. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you're going to have to tell me what's a yeah. Bible bowl. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like a Bible drill kind of thing? Yeah, but okay. it's like a contest. Okay. We would go from Odessa to Lubbock, and that was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> we man. got to go to Lubbock, and you'd have these contests. And So big uh, on Bible memory, big on those things. Bible yeah. memory, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was That's great. Cool. And then church camp up in northern New Mexico and... So that was kind of when we married, we were from two different backgrounds and kind of chose one over the other mm -hmm. to go to. And But then, so it was easy for us to move here. I was so used to word, being preached the word, mm -hmm. and I needed that. Yeah. And so when we came here, that really, really fulfilled that. And yeah. So... 
That's great. Well, well, walk us through a little bit. So one of the things we love about being a multi-generational church is you're, you get, and by default of knowing each other, you get a perspective of all the seasons of life, either that are going to come if you're younger uh, and decisions that you're going to face down the road, uh, or and also an opportunity to pour back and give some wisdom to those that are going to walk down the, the road if you're already in that that later season. Uh, so how did, how did you all go about um, kind of choosing to enter into these retirement years? Um, <laughs> you know, our son uh, and daughter-in-law live in Atlanta, Georgia, and they have two little boys and uh, wanted to be able to have the flexibility to, uh, you know, go see them and watch them grow up and whatnot. Uh, and I told Tyler that when the oldest one got to be five, that uh, I would probably retire because I I wanted to be able to be in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just, it was a good time <clears throat> to retire. Sherry had already retired uh, when we left uh, Midland and went to San Antonio for two years. Uh, she retired from teaching, and so she had been retired. Uh, retired for five years, so it was it was just a good time. Uh, I turned sixty five, and uh, uh, you know things going through a year of COVID with uh, athletics and all the stress and everything with that, and um, there were some other factors, but it, it, the timing was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and we wanted to get back to Nacogdoches, um, you know, doing life with the the people that we love. Hmm. That's awesome. See, I think that component's rare. I don't, I think a lot, you know, I, I, we're around a lot by default, a lot of college students because of the university and a lot of these younger students, but in a way graduating from college is I think similar from what I understand to an extent of choosing to exit the workforce in the formal sense and that you're, you're really looking forward to your next steps, but I don't think church involvement uh, or being close to a local church mm-hmm. enters into a lot of college students' minds mm-hmm. as they're leaving and going to go choose a job, where to work, and all those things. I, I think that's kind of a secondary thing. You know, sometimes yeah. maybe it has to be. You got to find a place that has a job for you there. But you all, in that way, you chose community uh, to be a key part of your retirement years. You, you didn't just mm-hmm. choose to cut bait. You chose to find a place to be able to uh, to give your best. Um, is that that's not common? Mm-hmm. And uh, so how did you make that decision? (laughs) We just wanted to be with people uh, to do life that, um, you know, cared about us and we cared about them. Um, And, you know, we always felt like that we were a part of grace, even when we were gone, because Mm -hmm. we, you know, would communicate and keep up with it and uh, follow it and whatnot. Uh, but you know, I think you, you think about what are you going to do, uh, as you get older and do you want to be somewhere where you're, you know, by yourself or do you want to be, you know, in a community where you can grow older with other people, Mm. you know, and, and, uh, serve and help other people and whatnot. Uh, so I think it was just kind of an automatic. I mean, we had a lot of friends in Odessa and Midland and San Antonio, but uh, they weren't like the friends that we had here. So mm-hmm. it just made sense for us to to be here, yeah. you know, 
in our later years. It's not, I don't think there's many people that can move away from a place for 15 years mm. and then just, and move back, come back home mm. and walk right into life again. Mm -hmm. It just amazes us <laughs> that, you know, we never know if we could come back and it'd be the same, yeah. but it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's great. Yeah. It's, you know, like Bruce said, I don't, Grace was never away from our heart. I mean, mm. I think Grace is always, we've just always told everyone, our home church is in Nacogdoches. Mm. And someday maybe we'll get back there. Yeah. And Well, that's awesome. You, you don't know how much that encourages uh, uh, guys like myself or Stephen. Uh, that is, <laughs> that's really encouraging to hear that. And because mm -hmm. it speaks to the culture and what the Spirit of God has done in mm -hmm. His people mm -hmm. and in this place and that we're able to be a part of. Uh, you know, I, I, I do want to say you all are already a part of leading. You're host, hosting a small group already. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you want to tell us about who you're hosting that small group with on Sunday nights? Uh, Brad and Tiffany Carr. And uh, it's we've got uh, two couples that are brand new to Nacogdoches. Um, and then a couple of other couples that, uh, I'm trying to think, that have kind of been... Connected in and out, uh, and then one couple, the Van Dunks, were in our small group when we left 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's cool. great. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's going to be a, a really good group. We our first uh, meeting was Sunday night, and uh, so I think it's going to be really, really fun. Really fun group. And it's it's geared toward new people to Grace, new people to small group. Mm -hmm. um, that's exactly what we were leading when we moved away from here. Hmm. And so just introducing them to small group, working together, introducing them to community, getting them involved. Yeah. That's yeah. our goal. And then yeah. we had a great first night. It was so exciting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I know. I know. Brad was coming in like a like a puppy dog. He was excited. He was juiced up. He was. He said how great it was. He was raving about it on Monday morning, and I think that's a that's kind of a neat. I, it's not funny, but it's really interesting because you all were here for a generation to an extent. The Lord called you away. Yeah. You came back, and yeah. then Brad came here in August. So technically, was he back before you? Just barely. barely. Just, he beat you by a couple yeah. weeks. Couple and, weeks. And then when he met you, he was like, hey, y'all must be new to Grace. And you're like, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. here y'all already formed a great uh, friendship and yeah. leading a small group together. Uh, that's yeah. just a just a neat and a neat blend of the, the folks that the Lord's bringing to our church body and bringing to your group as well. Yeah. Brad, and Brad's taking on Texas pretty good. I, I saw he was wearing a big old hat. Yeah, that hat the other night. Yeah. Well, he would say he's kind of a Texan by default. Yeah. Right? So he's I, mean, kind of he's, yeah. I think he likes Texas. Yeah. I think he does yeah. too. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, I think there's some grief counseling for him and the Cowboys fan. If you're a yeah. Cowboy fan listening to this, there is grief counseling open for you. Uh, oh. uh, should you require that? We might have to edit that part. What you do require it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, very good. Well, what uh, I, I want to kind of ask this: uh, What kind of advice? Because again, multi generational components, different people listen to this, different ages. What would you say to college students that are either considering? So, there's we found some parents have listened to this podcast as well. Um, but what are some uh, what are some factors that you would speak to college students as you all have ran your you ran your academic race, you ran your professional race. Um, uh, what, what are some things that you would give 
general advice to college students in this season? Stick with it. (laughs) I know, like, it's just been a crazy two years, especially for any age student. And the college students not being able to be on campus or having to do remote or learning this whole new um, adventure. And Mm -hmm. don't be discouraged. Um, I think when both of us were in college, we didn't have anything like Grace Bible for college kids. We just didn't have programs and... Um, you know, get involved in church, keep Christ the center of your life through marriage, through work, um, through life. Mm. Um, but you know, just press forward. Don't give up. There's so much out there for, Mm. you know, there's so much more out there. We've, I mean, we've had every phase of our life has just been so fun and so good. (laughs) Um, and no, 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 just don't quit. Don't quit. Yeah, you have to look at this COVID deal as an opportunity um, of doing something different, um, you know, being creative. And there are a lot of n- new different opportunities that will come out of it. And so, um, <laughs> you know, my grandfather used to say, um, every old dog needs a worm in it in the spring. <laughs> It's kind of like <laughs> our on, culture. Can you say that again? Say that again. <laughs> Every old dog needs a worm in the spring. A what? In a worm in. A worm in. Yeah. Ivermectin. Oh, you know? a deworm. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it needs a worm in. I was like, I have never heard that saying before. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, I kind of view it as um, maybe our culture needed a worming. Maybe we needed a time to have to do things different Mm -hmm. to when you come out of it on the other end that, you know, things may be different, but maybe they're better. Maybe it's a, uh, a time for a change. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to look at it as an opportunity, uh, not, Mm -hmm. not as a negative, not as, you know, don't dwell on what you can't do, figure out what you can do. Yeah, that's great. One of the one of the things we I think we've seen across our culture is the desire for community. Like you guys are moving back here with community on your mind, and um, the fact that people have had to be isolated has really pushed you know people to realize that we we actually need we need community. We need people mm-hmm. around us, and so yeah. that's one thing we've already been able to kind of see and witness is man, they're we, people are just hungry for that and. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't slowed down. In fact, it's even just sped up. People want to be together, and yeah. that's a that's something we can praise the Lord for yeah. in the season. So, and for a lot of people that didn't have that, maybe they will have it when they come out of it. Yeah, maybe it's cha- changed their thought process to where they see that that's something that they do need that maybe they didn't think they needed before. Hmm. So, that's very wise. You know, we'll be in Exodus 17 this week. Uh, I'll be taking the first part of that. And what we'll note is that testing leads to turning, right? We'll either The test will either cause us to turn to the Lord, or in a way, we'll turn on the Lord. That's what we see with Israel. And specifically, Israel will turn on uh, the mature disciples in their life. They'll turn on Moses and Aaron. But since they're yoked together in community, uh, whether they like it or not, uh, Moses and Aaron turn to the Lord. So even though the testing leads Israel to turn from the Lord and they're in to turn on or to turn from Moses and Aaron and the wisdom that they give, 
Moses and Aaron are there for their own good, uh, the good of the people of Israel, and they turn to the Lord. And they help bring the people back into right spot with the Lord. So right after this next crisis that we see in Exodus 17, uh, Israel is attacked at like their most weak, divisive, immature point. Yet God provides them. It's a it's a battle that is greater than flesh and blood that they interact with. So we'll note a couple similarities to First Peter chapter one. So if anybody's a big hmm. reader wants to spend some time there, uh, I encourage you to read First Peter chapter one. We preached through that book. Uh, not too about a year ago, but you'll see some of the similarities of what the Lord does with testing and trials in our faith to give us a good deworming, uh, a wise man once said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll have the choir up this Sunday, which yeah. will be really cool. I- I'm curious. Oh. I'm curious to know. You can take us back into some church history here. So back in the 80s, what was church music like here? Just just out of curiosity, this is pure research. It was more traditional. Yeah, hymnals. hymnals. Uh, we sang from a hymnal. Yeah. Piano. Sometimes there was an organ. I think. Yeah. Uh, choir. Yeah. 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 It was. It was traditional. That's cool. There's been yeah. a, a lot of oh, transitions over the yeah. years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think like most churches, uh, making that transition to a contemporary sound. Yeah. Um, so, I think it. I personally think it's been good. Uh, yeah. I know there were a lot of people that that fought it, um, <laughs> but I mean, I always—I didn't come to church. <laughs> I wasn't not going to church because of the music. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that wasn't going to keep me. If the music's bad. Deal with it. If it's great, <laughs> it's great. But that's not a a deal killer. Yeah. To me. Yeah, it was a personal responsibility for all of us, you know, to yeah. to be active and participating in that, and um, and that's part of what you know. It's kind of cool to you know we're having the choir back, and it's kind of a, like a, a mm-hmm. thing to. I mean, it's 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 actually a thing that's kind of making a a comeback in a lot of ways, but I think that's because people are really valuing congregational singing and the way that we are doing it. You know, is is a is a gift to the church to be able to be encouraged to to sing even more. It's not like yeah. a and we're just watching them. They're actually encouraging us. And I'll tell you, they're really encouraging me, if I'm being totally honest. I mean, if I, I pull one of my little, my little earbuds out and I can hear them singing behind me and it encourages my, my faith and encourages my, yeah. my singing. And so, um, so we get to have that this Sunday. And, um, you know, I kind of want to just throw this out there. If anybody wants to be a part of that, I'd love to be able to, to kind of meet with you and uh, talk with you about that. But I will say uh, this Sunday will be a little bit unique because um, some of the students who have been leading in our refuge band are, are going to be on the stage this Sunday. So yeah. we have uh, cool. uh, Mason Baker's going to be playing the bass, and Aiden Finnerud, I think, is playing keys. And we're having several of the girls who are high school students that are going to be uh, singing in the choir with us. So that'll be really oh, kind awesome. of a cool thing. So like yeah. we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a great yeah. time together. But... If you want to be in the choir, let me know, and we'll get you hooked up. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. The congregation so. would exit the doors if I were in the choir. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, come on. Trust so. me. Well, uh, Bruce, Sherry, thank you all so much for taking time to share with us. And, sure. Uh, we're so glad that you're here and um, so glad that you're – in fact, we were talking uh, about who's going to be on the podcast, and your names came up, and – and uh, somebody said, man, they have just jumped right in <laughs> and just gone right for it. And so um, thank you for setting the pace and Absolutely. helping us. So yeah, um, really grateful for both of you. 
feel we're like ha- we're happy to be back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like we're we're never left. We are being blessed so much. Yeah. Yeah. From grace yeah. this time around. And it's been wonderful. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, church, we uh, we love you, and uh, we're so grateful for you taking time to listen to this. It's always an encouragement to hear how the Lord has worked in our lives, and so we give all glory to Him for oh, for so Bruce great. and Sherry's story, but also mm-hmm. for your story. If you're a believer in Christ, you have the same story in, in Him, and so we're grateful uh, to be able to rejoice together. So we'll see you this Sunday as we get ready to, to worship the Lord together. Can't wait. Great. Awesome. <laughs>